Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag healthy you, wealthy you. Well, good morning everybody out there. Like, nice to hear you. Hello, Fagy. Good morning, Adol. How was your Pesach? Very good, actually. Nice and relaxing. We quite enjoyed being at home and spending time with family. Excellent. And, and you're you? eating? And you're eating? Really enjoyable. Not too much, not overdone. Kept it nice and simple. Excellent. I, we, I got a lot of feedback from people who listen to our show. And thank you for that feedback. It's nice to know that people are... Um, you know, listening to us and, and, and did some of the cooking. And I think people had a healthier pace, which made, made me very, very glad. So thank you to everybody out there. So we're back in, uh, into now a normal routine, not this like stop and start. And, um, for the next couple of weeks, I think Faggy and I are going to discuss some fundamentals, um, that we can actually work on while we are at home in quarantine and while we are, you know, um, sitting in a confined space. And uh, today we are going to land up speaking about sleep. If you'd like to uh, make a comment, you can on 34919. Um, of course, you can always join the WhatsApp group where we post every single day a, uh, a small something on a, a topic of interest. Uh, you can go, uh, email, I think, info at highfm.com. Give them your name, give them your your cell phone number, and they will forward it on to us, and we will join us. We will join you uh, onto the WhatsApp group. So we're going to go for a little bit of an ad break now, and when we get back, we're going to talk about this wonderful thing called sleep. Are we able to sleep? How do we get to do get better sleep? How is sleep connected to what we are doing? And uh, we'll take it from there. Thanks very much. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Well, welcome back. And uh, today we decided on our topic um, is going to be about sleep. And um, it's, it's quite an interesting topic because I think uh, the statistic is, is that we spend one third of our entire life sleeping. Um, so, uh, modern medicine and particularly functional medicine, and this is somewhere, uh, the place where, uh, Fagy and I are dabbling as laymen. And let me just say this again for anybody who's new to the show. This is a layman's program. Neither Fagy or I are medical practitioners, um, or have any medical background whatsoever, but rather two individuals who like to Explore and, and see alternatives to the way that we are currently living in terms of uh, medical practice. Again, this is not a negation of allopathic medicine and the wonderful world of medicine, but nevertheless, there are many, many things that we can do to make our life healthier and more vibrant without um, going to medication, without going to have to see doctors. And in fact, what 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 is coming out in all this new thinking um, that's been around for about twenty years is that um, 
doctors are coming to realize that we cannot be treated um, on individual illnesses, meaning, well, if you've got a heart problem, just go to the doctor, and if you've got a digestive problem, go to the gastroenterologist, but rather there is our, our body is a sum of many, many parts. And when one part is not working, it actually affects other parts and vice versa. And I think um, just in and, and myself, just starting the journey of understanding what sleep uh, does for us and the benefits that it has, the essential service that it provides to the wellness of the body. It's, it's an incredible um, topic to explore. So um, just to, to, to kick off um, in understand, understanding sleep, one of the things that, I, that I, I think people are aware but are not aware completely is that we have what's called, and perhaps you've heard the term, uh, a circadian rhythm. And basically the circadian rhythm um, is like the time clocks that we have um, in our bodies. And they are, the circadian rhythm controls the time when we're supposed to be wide awake, functional, and able to, to uh, connect to our world and be involved in our world. And it is also uh, the time clock that says, okay, time out, time to sleep. And I think it's, I think it's very, very important to just actually understand that you have that time clock within you and that things that you do during the day and things that you do during the night um, affects, affect you. And just on a very, very basic level, as I said, we are, we are, we are not doctors. Um, just to understand, lots of people know about the hormone melatonin. And we all know that when we are flying overseas or we are going through time changes, we're taking that because melatonin is our sleep, uh, a sleep hormone. And that is part of the circadian rhythm. It is produced towards the night. It gets, it actually gets produced through the day and it reaches its peak at night. And then it tells you, Hey, you're tired now. You need to go, go to sleep. And what melatonin does is that it reaches its peak at night. Um, it's a very powerful antioxidant, um, and it actually cleans your brain and cleans your body of all the excess that you have produced during the day while you are involved. And just to add that, in, Adol, yeah. the melatonin is actually, majority of it is in your gut, just to 100%. bring in some extra points later about the gut. There is 400, correct, there is 400 times more melatonin in the gut than in the brain. It's actually produced in the gut and you find much more melatonin there. So you're building up melatonin during the day so that at night it says to your body, sleep. At the same time, um, the opposite of melatonin is your cortisol. And your cortisol is your kind of like get up and go hormone. It's the highest in the morning. Okay. And this helps regulate metabolism. It helps your memory and it it, it gets you going. Now, an imbalance of the melatonin or an imbalance of the cortisol just makes you go wacky, okay? And just one of the interesting things that I found is that um, melatonin um, is suppressed by light exposure, meaning if your body has built up enough melatonin and is saying, let's go to sleep, okay, the worst thing you can do is go and allow your 
your your body and particularly your eyes, your retina, to be exposed to light, particularly blue light. Um, blue light is found in fluorescence. Blue light is actually also found in all our electronic equipment, our iPads, our iPhones, our computers, etc., etc. So the worst thing you can do at night when melatonin is now saying, wind down, go to sleep, is to have bright lights and to have your electronic equipment um, functioning because that will suppress the, 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 the melatonin. Vice versa. It also actually suppresses a lot of other hormones like dopamine and serotonin. All the, all the other hormones are also affected by that. And just to also go back a tiny drop to cortisol. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people have, let's say, too low cortisol in the morning and they can't get out of bed. And then too high cortisol at night and they can't go to sleep. So the level of your um, hormone as well in the day is going to depend on your sleep rhythm as well. Um, and actually there was a study done on when to do your exercise in the day with the cortisol. And they found that doing exercise in the morning um, actually you landed up having the correct levels of cortisol in the morning and the night in order to get up well and then go to sleep well. Correct. Um, correct. And then also that cortisol actually um, lowers your blood pressure at night by 25%. Amazing. It has a huge effect on your sleep. Right. So basically your sleep cycle and your wake cycle is a dance between melatonin and cortisol. And for each of these hormones, you can do certain specific things to assist uh, the switch-on, switch-off mechanism, the natural switch-on, switch-off mechanism. So we spoke about the fact that for melatonin to be fully functional, it is it is contrary if you are um, when it needs to work at night, you shouldn't put bright light and blue light specifically um, because that suppresses it. The vice versa was very interesting. You're talking about exercising in the morning. Um, one of the things that's incredible for cortisol is sunlight. Now, in South Africa, we're very, very uh, fortunate that we have a lot of sun and we should utilize the natural Sun, we don't have to go for sleeping tablets, we don't have to go for alcohol, we don't have to go for mood <laughs> regulators. Um, one of the suggestions is, is that when you wake up in the morning, you don't sit in a place of darkness or mild darkness or keeping your curtains closed, you know, trying to get yourself up, but rather to open the curtains, allow a flood of light to go in and to try and go as quick as possible. Elevate out- your cortisol. Yes, to go outside. And to elevate your, 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 your cortisol, um, as soon as possible because light exposure enhances the cortisol and it actually wakes you up and gets you going for the day. On that note, we are just going to have a quick break and we are going to come back afterwards and discuss this further. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Fagy Stern. Okay, so welcome back. We were discussing just before the break the, 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 the dance between melatonin and cortisol and how if we um, find ways um, to enhance 
both of the, the, the those hormones in the correct time and the correct place, we will actually work on what we call our circadian rhythm. Um, and it will actually allow us to have much better sleep. I don't know, Faggy, if you've heard of a th- of of um, your chronotype. Do you know what your chronotype is? I don't. So chronotype is the science of how your environment, your 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 routine, and your schedule affect your circadian rhythm, right? So, for example, when you eat. Your meals actually also affect your circadian rhythm. So there is an entire study, and uh, hopefully after the show we will post uh, on on our WhatsApp group a very very thorough and incredible um, uh, uh, set of audios and videos that you can watch from a Dr. Mark Hyman on sleep. And we really really encourage all of you. To download the series and watch the, 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 the videos because they're full of unbelievable stuff. Um, but he helps you over there go and understand your chronotype, meaning you need to understand, you know, are you, do, do you fall asleep easily or do you wake, uh, you know, do you wake up early? Is it hard? Do you, do you find it hard to focus during the day? Do you wake up bright, bright eyed? Do you, are you groggy in the morning? Um, are, when you exercise, do you feel the strongest and motivated? When is that? When do you feel your energy coming down? Do you need an alarm and a second alarm to wake you up? All of those put together, all those questions put together create your chronotype. And then what you will be able to see is you'll actually understand all the things that you're doing, doing during the day are having a huge effect on the way you sleep. So even though it is an interplay between the melatonin and the cortisol, if you're doing certain things during the day that will affect, negatively affect um, those two hormones, then you land up with sleep disturbances, you land up with waking up in the middle of the night, you land up waking up in the morning and you can't wake up. And so you actually have to to, to look and follow your behavior. Now, for example, cortisol, um, is your, uh, your, your hormone that makes you, makes you want to work and run and, and we know it's the fight and flight one. And if we have too much cortisol, we are messing up our adrenals and we're landing up in chronic stress. And everybody knows that when you are stressed, that is when, uh, you can't fall asleep and you can't, you, you, you can't manage. Um, and the same thing comes with food. I think, Faggy, you had an interesting experience the other day that, that made you realize. Yes. So you know, recently I went on quite a strict diet and, you know, I've been actually managing pretty well, even over Pesach. And the other day I uh, was pretty hectic with organizing my house, getting my kids ready for school. I landed up going to sleep at one o'clock in the morning, which doesn't usually happen. And by the next day I was done. I was so exhausted. Um, and then during the day, I mean, literally only this morning after understanding this whole concept of sleep, did I realize exactly what happened? Um, during the day, I really wasn't managing with my food and I messaged the woman and I said to the woman that I'm dealing with and I said, like, I'm really not coping with this today. I don't know why. Is there anything else I can do? And just this morning, I realized I actually went to sleep at one o'clock in the morning the night before. So clearly I was craving more glucose or more carbohydrates which when you go to sleep late, your body does. It craves that many more carbs and glucose for your brain to cope and to function. 
Right, right. So food, food has a, a, a tremendous um, play in this entire thing. And in fact, I heard a very interesting thing that Dr. Mark Hyman said. He said, you should eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and supper like a pauper. Which means that if we really want to understand how we are functioning during the day, when do we need the most energy when we wake up in the morning? And so we should eat the, 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 the most nutritious um, meal and the, and the meal that is properly combined to give us the right amount of energy and maintain our sugar um, in the morning and then cut it down somewhat at lunchtime. And at supper time, we should actually be eating very little, which is which is so contrary to the way we all function. Most times, well, maybe yes, not now. to eat supper in the morning. Right, exactly. So that that's why I love this, you know, eat like And then a also king the importance the as well of having like enough proteins at each meal because the proteins is what's going to get your brain functioning correctly and then obviously your sleep is that much better. And stabilizing your blood sugar so that there aren't cravings. So exactly. we've, spoke, we've spoken about this a hundred times and a million times and we're going to probably speak it another million times is that processed foods and sugar spiking up and down um, and just you know, functioning that way is already like the first bad step to trying to keep a good uh, circadian rhythm happening. You need to understand how to combine your foods, which we will, we can talk about in another, a, a, another show. Um, but also to do certain things like not drink coffee after two o'clock in the afternoon. As everybody knows, coffee, caffeine is a stimulant. Um, it has a half-life, um, I believe, of about seven hours. So if you start drinking coffee any time after 2 o'clock, that means the caffeine is only finishing getting out of your system by 9 at night. If you're drinking coffee any, any time later, you are overstimulating your body when your melatonin and your body is trying to say, okay, time to sleep, time to to, uh, to, to shut down. Um, and the same thing, anything that has, has caffeine in it, coffee, tea, any of those things you really, really shouldn't do after, after, after two o'clock. Um, so that, that is a pretty interesting thing. I want to share with everybody something interesting that happened, um, to me. And I, I, like now that I was, I'm learning about sleep, I realized how messed, <laughs> um, how, how messed my circadian rhythm went. Um, a couple of years ago, my husband and I went on a cruise to Alaska. Now, as everybody knows, the, the, geographically, Alaska is known to either have um, very little sunlight during the winter time. They have about four hours of sunlight. Um, so in winter, the sun only rises at 10 in the morning. And it goes down at two in the afternoon. You have four hours of sunlight and a very, very long night. And during the summer, um, the sun will set round about 12, one o'clock at night and be up at four and it will be back at four in the morning. Well, we were on a cruise. It was summer. And in fact, we were cruising, um, just on the weekend of the summer solstice. So we were at the longest, the longest days. Okay, and it was like quite interesting how um, both my husband went, both of us went dilly, um, just in terms of trying to control control our sleep. 
because um, you woke up in the morning, it was bright sunlight, you, 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 you know, experienced the day, but the day never went away. And I found for myself, I was starting to feel sick. Like seven, eight, nine o'clock at night, I was feeling sick, like I wanted to go to sleep. But the sun was like as bright as it was 12 o'clock at lunchtime. Okay. And it didn't go away until like 12 o'clock at night. Um, so obviously the hotels and the cruise ships and whatever have you, you could go into a place that was completely dark with sunblock curtains and force yourself, you know, and tell, tell your body, Shut down, but if you actually hung around outside on deck or, or, or you were sightseeing, you just went on and on and on. But progressively, as we were there for about two and a half weeks, started feeling more and more sick because I wasn't getting enough sleep. Like my body was going, you know, you need to slow down, you need to go to sleep, we need to detox. And oh. in the meantime, all this sunlight was, was, was hitting my retina and rooming up my cortisol and it, 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 it was quiet. It was quite interesting. Um, so what and, do you do? How do you cope? So so I, I spoke to people there. It was really, really interesting. I mean, they, what they do is they try to still have like an eight to five rhythm during the summer. And then when they go into their, their houses, they actually have mechanisms where they can dim the lights and then close the curtains with proper sun blocking things that no sun's coming in and, and force themselves to go to, to go to sleep. Um, wow. Winter is winter's a much much bigger challenge. They said that like children go to school at nine o'clock. They're going in the pitch dark, and the way that they structured the school is that they'll have formal school from nine to about ten ten thirty, and playtime, and and all outside activities is between ten and two, so that the children can get that cortisol then, you know, wow. and not feel grog- groggy, and then they go back to school. Interestingly, one of the things I heard when I was um, in Alaska is that there's the highest rate of suicide is, wow. is in Alaska, and you can understand why. Because as you said, wow. dopamine, serotonin, all of these things um, are part of the circadian rhythm, the, the part that allows us to, you know, to, to function well. And when there's a disturbance in that, we obviously have all the psychiatric and mental illnesses being affected. And that's why 75% of people suffer from depression have sleep disorders. Do you know that? Right. And the, it, it, the question is the cart before the horse or is the horse before the cart? And what doctors are coming to realize that, you know, while they might go and say that 75% of, of, of depressions, et cetera, et cetera, are not going to make you sleep. Maybe if you fix up your sleep, you'll be able to you'll fix up your be less depressed. Correct. And so Alaska is a, a very, very interesting place um, to mm. experience. And, and truthfully, uh, lots of people work there because the pay is about four times higher than the, in the rest of the United States because they have to bribe people to go live this crazy, wow. uh, this crazy lifestyle because it, it really has a tremendous, tremendous effect on your body and on your mind. I just got to share, interestingly, that Shabbos was a, was a very interesting, uh, experience because Shabbos Friday night came in at 5 to 12 at night. That was sunset. Um, so many people w- would take on to bring in Shabbos somewhat earlier, one or two hours earlier. What we did for the period that we were there, I think we were there for two Shabbos, is, is that we actually, um, ate an ordinary meal. At seven or eight o'clock on Friday, Friday night. 
Uh, and then we stayed up until it was closer to Shabbos. And then we made Kiddush. We washed and immediately benched. <laughs> and, then, then, and then went to sleep. The crazy thing was the next day, Shabbos didn't end. We actually went to sleep um, because we could not wait until 2 o'clock in the morning, which was effectively Sunday morning to make Abdullah. Wow. We actually, when we woke up the next morning, we had to make Abdullah. And it was, wow. I think, one of the longest days of my life. I mean, it generally must have had a huge effect on, on your trip, even your emotions and dealing with being exhausted mm. and not exhausted and timing. It's not so, not so simple. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It was. I think in South Africa, we actually have a real benefit in terms of timing, you know, in New York also as well. Shabbos comes in so late. My sister also has to feed her kids supper at like six, seven o'clock. They have like a proper bra before Shabbos comes in. And then also have like a simple Shabbos meal and go straight to sleep. Yeah. And I, I think we are very, very blessed. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, during quarantine, we're always looking for things to be, to have, to show gratitude about. I think one of the things in South Africa is that we are very even killed in terms of our seasons. And I mm. think that that has a huge, huge effect that on our circadian rhythm. Yes. And, and, and then by, by definition, um, you know, how, how we are as a people and how, how we function, et cetera, et cetera. So we have the ability here to actually optimize our circadian rhythm just naturally in, in a much, much greater way. We all, all are outdoor people by, by nature generally. Um, so the sun is, is tremendous. Now, the sun is not only, uh, you know, uh, controlling our cortisol and, and making us awake. It's giving us our vitamin D and that brings on the whole sleep gut uh, relationship, which I, I know, Faggy, you have like you know, like a lot to say on. You love the microbiome. This microbiome is fascinating. It really has an effect on absolutely every part of our bodies. And you know, quite a few years ago, we, I went through a bit of stuff with my husband and my sister, and they were both having the same eye issues at the same time. And they both kept on saying that it's they need an optometrist, they need an ophthalmologist, but no one really was figuring out what was going on with them. And I decided that overnight I'm going to become this <laughs> Google doctor and kind of find out absolutely everything, literally from month to month, day to day. I was diagnosing them with almost everything that I can imagine, which has basically brought me to, you know, where I am and understanding a lot more about the body and the mind and the gut microbiome, etc. Um, and really, I found that it, mostly everything is connected to the gut microbiome. Um, at the time, I realized that their liver was connected to their eyes and that what they're eating had an effect on their inflammation and the inflammation had an effect as well on their eyesight. I then diagnosed them both with TMJ, which actually is a pretty important part of sleep. Yes. Um, and then started Googling and YouTubing what TMJ is. Um, which for those of you that don't know what TMJ is, it's basically with the jaw, the, the grinding of the teeth and then the locked jaw. Um, and I started finding a lot of people were suffering from TMJ. Um, and then I thought, okay, that's it. They both have TMJ. That's what their main issues are. It's having an effect on their sleep. It's having an effect on their eyes. And then the beauty of understanding TMJ and again, looking into what TMJ is and speaking to, um, some experts here in Johannesburg 
who deal mostly with TMJ, they again said that it's a holistic approach that you have to take. Um, when it comes to your sleep, when it comes to the way that you eat, your inflammatory foods, because basically when there's too much inflammation, it's going to have an effect on your weakest part of your body. So if you have back pain, um, the inflammation is going to have an effect on that specific area. Um, if you have, let's say, your jaw issues um, is very much connected to inflammation, then I found that the inflammation all comes from your gut. Mm. And it's the gut that really is sending all of these messages to all of these parts of your body. So when I started going to my chiropractor, I used to say to her, well, you know, my lower back is really bad. And I think it's because I had my gluten today or I had too many carbohydrates or I had too much dairy. And she would say, no, it's just that your back, your lower back is sore. But I understood that much more that it's really that my body is inflamed and that I was not looking after my gut microbiome. Um, when I then told my husband and my sister about all this information, um, they kind of were a little bit hesitant. But when we did go into kind of stopping all the processed foods and the gluten and the dairy and the inflammatory foods, a lot of their symptoms started going away. Um, Absolutely. Amazing. And this gut microbiome, again, when it, with connect, connected to sleep, is that basically, again, like we were talking about the serotonin and the melatonin in the gut, um, the, our, the bacteria that's in our body, in our, in our gut, is sending information to our brain. Um, and especially when we're sleeping, it sends information, like if, if, the, if the levels in our gut, but basically like our digestion and what goes on in our stomach has a huge effect on our sleep. Right. I'm going to stop you there for a second, Fagan. We're going to go for an ad break and we'll pick up as soon as we get back. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Welcome back. And just before the break, we were talking about the microbiome. That That is really what is happening in your gut, in your stomach. And, of course, Fagy, I think, like, where, how do we start fixing up the microbiome? If there is already this, um, you know, uh, knock-on, knock-off effect, that if your microbiome is less, then, it, you know, there's inflammation. If there's inflammation, it affects your sleep and it affects your brain and it affects everything What's the step before that? So basically, a lot of things that we do need to do in order to fix the gut microbiome, because we have to understand that um, it's where all the nutrients actually get absorbed. And mm. if we don't have the correct nutrients in our gut microbiome, we then can't do a lot of things in our the rest. The rest of our body can't do a lot of things. I'd like to actually just bring up. Um, so again, like we kept on saying about. You know, stopping the processed foods, stopping the sugar, stopping the inflammatory foods, um, which are, we could probably discuss in every single talk because that's really what has an effect on every part of our bodies. You know, our emotions, our depression, our anxiety, our ADHD, AD, you know, ADD. Um, the the inflammatory the inflammation really has a massive effect on everything. Um, but at the same time, when our gut microbiome is not working correctly, our body cannot absorb the nutrients that it's taking in. Um, and not only that, we then become depleted in a lot of specific vitamins and minerals that our body needs in order to, um, you know, cope and move on with everything else. Mm -hmm. So things like um, magnesium, which is actually probably one of the biggest things 
um, when it comes to sleep. Magnesium is, is responsible for 325 processes in the body. Um, so if our body is deficient in magnesium, um, those processes can't actually function correctly. Um, a funny story. I gave a friend of mine magnesium when she was feeding her baby, had a lot of colic or, you know, really bad reflux. And I know that magnesium can kind of help relax muscles, etc. So I said to her, yeah, take the magnesium. I'm sure like it will come through in your milk and it will help your baby's stomach and things will be better. And you know, I went up to her a couple of days later and I said, so how's the magnesium going? She goes, well, my husband got hold of the magnesium <laughs> and um, he's never had He's never had a better sleep in his life. He's had real issues with his sleep. Um, and he's decided just to take one and he literally had the best sleep in his life. And I realized, I mean, obviously she said in a month or two later, she realized how the magnesium bottle really became pretty empty because it really helps his sleep. And ironically with my husband as well, you know, he's pretty big into taking not only all the natural stuff he likes, you know, the Marpadols and the other medications, et cetera, but um, to now he's like, okay, let's take that magnesium because by taking the magnesium, it literally changed our sleep completely. Um, right. So our, our brain has to basically detox while we're sleeping. And mm. if we don't sleep correctly, our brain can't then go and detox or our body also detoxes while we're sleeping. And this magnesium really puts, it relaxes your muscles completely um, in fact, a, be- a beautiful thing to do is to have um, Epsom salt bath at night. Some people right, put some right. um, <clears throat> lavender oil inside the Epsom salts um, and then bath in it because your whole body literally absorbs the Epsom salts, which is magnesium, um, and then again relaxes your muscles and gives you a really good deep sleep. I think <clears throat> I think one of the things that I've learned. Um, in, in just investigating this whole thing with sleep is that routine is very, very important. Um, and just like, you know, time in and of itself is a routine. You know, it, it, it's, it's one o'clock and then it's two o'clock and it's three o'clock and every single day of our lives, there's that routine of time. We need to fit into, in, in, in into that routine. And I think, um, one of the first ways that one can start trying to 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 correct one's sleep and and start understanding why we have all these sleep abnormalities whether it is I can't fall asleep I, I wake up in the middle of the night I wake up too tired etc cetera, etc cetera, is to actually just start watching the way that you're functioning and then putting in a routine um which which is very important so if we know that we need to to wake up in the morning, then do things that wake you up. Go into the sun straight away. Do your exercise in the morning. You know, go for a, a walk around the garden right now because we're in quarantine. But you know, get 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 your exercise in. Then eat the right. Definitely quality. lower your your caffeine intake. Lowering caffeine intake is a huge thing. And then you can have your caffeine. Caffeine's fantastic in the morning, but by two o'clock. Now shut off the caffeine, you know, um, eat a, 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 a healthy lunch that is full of, of, of vegetables and, and protein and the right greens. And then I think, and this is where I struggle at night, is that, um, and particularly I think it's been pretty exacerbated now in quarantine, is that, you know, our phone like just follows us wherever we go or our computer or whatever have you. We're, uh, we're, we're looking at the screens much more. 
um, in order to facilitate and tell the tell tell yourself and allow your body to follow suit that it's time to go to sleep is that maybe in a sense sanctifying your bedroom as a um, electronic free zone right um, use if if you are going to look at your phone at night then change to that night mode because that 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 is important also I'm a big culprit of that too yeah I'm guilty um, also don't eat after seven o'clock at night because you should be giving yourself a 12 hour fasting period, which in that period allows your gallbladder to work with your liver to clear things up, to dump it into your, to your, your intestines, to, you know, prepare your body <coughs> uh, to excrete all the waste products. So the seven o'clock to seven o'clock generally, um, fasting period time allows your body to go through that like recalibration and 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 correction and you know um, helping your body eliminate all the waste products that have been produced from from during the day and you know making sure that your bedroom has dim lights um, at least and yes taking an Epsom salt bath I that that I uh, I'm a for way for I love I love doing that and it does it is very relaxing you know we can go back to the old-fashioned read a book before you go to sleep or do a meditation there's so many uh, your apps out there now that just they say journaling actually right <laughs> sitting down in your bed and journaling just kind of lets your mind go at ease instead of having to sleep with all of these thoughts in your in your brain which helps your sleep Right. Sitting down, um, writing down your day, writing down your thoughts. So, so all of these things help this circadian rhythm. And many, many times there's been many, many studies where they've shown, um, that, that, that people with, for example, diabetes is, is affected by the fact that they have low quality sleep. And there is this whole interplay with, you know, controlling your insulin and, and then getting the good, uh, the best amount of sleep and when you get the right and correct amount of sleep then you can uh, you know your diabetes is more controlled your 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 insulin levels come down your insulin resistance comes down it's actually quite extraordinary how much sleep sleep plays a part in our actual well-being health yes Craig is telling us that we have to go for another break after which we're going to come back and wrap up so Craig you're on this is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Fagy Stern. Welcome back, and we've been discussing sleep, and I think we've we've hardly touched um, the iceberg. But if we just actually have the fundamental in that um, we are people that that are affected um, by the the natural world. And that we have a time clock within us and that we start becoming sensitive to that. I think that that is a beginning part. I just want to add in here another interesting uh, trip that I had that kind of was like the complete opposite of Alaska. Um, quite a number of years ago, my husband and I and two of my kids uh, went to Zimbabwe on holiday. And one of the activities that we did is we spent three days on a houseboat um on the Kariba Dam. And that was actually the complete opposite. And it was 
where it actually proved everything that we were saying. We were on this houseboat. It was it was pretty rudimentary, um, and um, we were completely disconnected from the electronic world. We were there just floating on the water and really being in contact with nature. And it was interesting that um, we slipped into this natural rhythm. When the sun rose at 5, 6 o'clock, we got up. We did activities, um, whatever it is that we could. We spent the day. We had a lot of things. And then as the sun set at 7, 8 o'clock, and the whole natural world, all the animals that are there, the birds, everything like that, switched off and went to sleep, so did we. And I'm telling you, those three days were categorically the longest days of my life in terms of not longest as in boring, but as that time felt like it had stopped. I felt like I had I had been on holiday for three months, not three days. <laughs> and it actually showed me that Hashem had created the world that everything functions with the rising of the sun and the going down of the sun and that the animals were very much in touch with it and that we had lost Amazing. touch of it. So it, 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 it was quite an in, incredible experience, like on, on the flip side of trying to stay up from 5 in the morning till 12 o'clock at night, <laughs> you know, um, which, 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 which we had in a, a, a mind boggling. It is, it is. And they, they say even the birds and the, the, you know, the, the animals that live around us are like contrary, they, they're affected in a contrary way because of the street lights and the noise and the pollution. You know, the environmental pollution. We actually haven't stuff. brought up any t- about toxins. Toxins are a huge, has a, have a huge effect on our sleep at night. In fact, um, there, have been a lot of, I've seen in a lot of places how they say, do you have a new bed? Because there's so many toxins in your mattresses yes. that um, could have an effect on your sleep. So aside from actually everything that we that we do during the day, you know, with the pollution, etc., as you mentioned, um, to try and kind of detox. And in fact, the the magnesium and the Epsom salt bath does detoxify your body. Right. So let's start for all of you out there in in quarantine and 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 um, you know sitting at home. Start. Start writing a diary, even for the next week, taking a food diary, what it is that you eat, what are you doing when, uh, you know, you go to, to, to sleep, what things you can change. And um, as mentioned earlier in the show, um, Peggy will post after after the show on our WhatsApp group um, this incredible eight-part eight, eight series on sleep by Dr. Mark Hyman. I'm going through it. I'm learning a tremendous amount. And it's now the most opportune time for us to shift that, regulate it better, and start understanding ourselves without all the clutter and the noise um, that normally, um, you know, uh, infiltrates our, our brains that we, we don't even have the brain power to think about it. So on that note, thank you for joining us on the Healthy You, Wealthy You program. Thank you for all the feedback. We love the feedback. Please let us know, you know, what topics uh, you'd like to discuss. Again, this is a layman's show, and this is to show that even as a layman, we can take much more control of, of our health. And uh, on that note, we wish you a healthy week, a relaxed week, a good sleep week, and mm-hmm. we will be back uh, same time, same place next week.